The Money Show. Shapeshifters. There are a huge number of insurance options in South Africa. Frankly, I'm quite surprised because we are, I think, underinsured as as a country. I think the vast majority of cars that you see on the road are not insured. Um, so that you, if you are involved in a collision with an uninsured car, that becomes your insurance company's problem. It's why you have insurance. Uh, I'm firmly of the view, and uh, the National Treasury has looked into it, and I don't know where we are in the process, but they don't like the idea of compulsory third party insurance. Remember, you used to have two license discs on your window. This is taking you back a very long time. There was the road tax, and then there was the third party insurance disc, which was a state-run insurance offering. It was a bit like Sazria is. Um, and you had to have this insurance disc for third party damage. So if you didn't have insurance on your car, you could then, um, somebody could then apply to the third party insurance fund uh, as if you were if you were hit, and you could then get a, get a claim through there. So that was a smart system, and I think it should be compulsory once again because too few cars are insured. One of the reasons is because so few cars are insured that the cost of insuring a vehicle in South Africa is outrageously high. It is also because you've got a very high risk of accident and damage. I've just popped to Sun City in the last 24 hours and came back and my teeth are looser than they were this time yesterday. It's just, the roads are flippin' awful. It's a wonderful place. It really is. They're doing a great job. But just, oh, man, the road quality is is diabolical. But we're getting a, an increasing number and a surprising number of insurance options. Um, there, uh, um, the, the fintech environment, pineapple, we've seen a splash of billboards of pineapple. But in the Solutionist Thinking podcast series, probably four or five years ago, I had the privilege of meeting tonight's Shapeshift his name is Alex Thompson, the co-founder at Naked Insurance. They just started out in those early days. And I thought to myself, do we really need it? Is it really going to work? I mean, who's going to buy insurance on an app? And actually, I quite like having broker advice. So when it says to, you know, do you accept this condition, that condition, it starts getting very complicated. But... It's working, and they're raising money, and they're still in business. It was founded by two EY consultants. They got bored of telling their insurance clients what to do and being ignored, and so they started it themselves. And, Alex, it seems to be going rather well, actually, five years later. Thanks very much, Bruce. Yeah, we've, we've had a really good time, I think, since we last spoke. Business is good. Okay. When you say business is good, how much detail can you give me in terms of number of clients you've got <laughs> and, and, and the sort of impact that you're having on the market? Or are you just um, like many tech startups burning through other people's money? No, look, I mean, we've, you know, when we started out, we were pretty ambitious. You know, we wanted to build a significant business in this market. And, and so far, we're on track. So, I mean, I can't give you specifics of, of customer numbers and that sort of thing. But, you know, we're growing quickly and, and we've realized the, the ambition that we, that we set out in the beginning. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, insurance, you know, insurance is capital intensive. It is, you know, so we are burning through money. That's why we're raising, you know, and, and as you've yeah. seen, we've raised quite a lot of money. And and that's what's needed to get an insurance business off the ground. Because that announcement coming through today, I think three hundred million rand or thereabouts um, from from uh, development finance institutions. And thank goodness for development finance institutions because um, they've got deep pockets. The International Finance Corporation is part of the World Bank. They're interested in the work that you're doing. What is so appealing to them about what you are doing in this market? Look, they've they've invested a lot in fintech across across the continent, and and they're always looking for opportunities to invest in businesses that that are being disruptive, and particularly those that are that are expanding access. You know, making 
uh, a product like insurance available to a greater number of people. And that is certainly something that, that, that we've been able to do. I mean, as you said, there's a lot of vehicles on the road that are not, that are not currently insured. And we, and we are seeing, uh, you know, a high percentage of our new business is coming from people who are not, not presently insured. But, you know, I think more generally, you know, using technology, uh, you know, whether it's in insurance or other parts of fintech is a way to bring down costs. And, and when you bring down costs, you know, you expand access. So, so I think, you know, they've, they're, they're invested here. They're invested in other emerging market businesses. But I think they, they, they see a lot of potential in what we can do. And of course, one of your first investors was Hollard. So you're not wholly independent. You're not fly. You're not uh, having to fly independently. You do have uh, a big daddy behind you. What stake has Hollard got in you? They've got a minority stake in us. Uh, you know, so we're very much an independent company. But I must say, we've had a fantastic relationship with with Hollard over the years. They've they've been very supportive. And and, and the great thing about you know for our customers is that Hollard does stand behind. You know, all of our all of our claims. You know, so you've got that massive balance sheet. You know, behind a, a you know what what you know, has been a startup over the last five years. And that's really difficult because as an insurance startup, unless you have an enormous capital base, which is the money that you need to have in reserve to pay claims, because claims will come, people pay premiums, and it takes time to build up your own um, your own capital base. You need a big daddy deep in the background, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's look, it's a it's a legal requirement as well. So they're you know they're actually our underwriters, um, but still, yes, it's it's extremely helpful. I mean, just the just their wealth of experience as well as their you know the the size of their capital base provides that that confidence to customers. You know, and, you know, because I think it's right for people to be cautious. You know, when it comes to something like insurance, which is very much a trust game. You know, is this is this an organisation that that I can trust? And, and having that, that sort of large organization standing behind us, you know, I think was particularly helpful in the early days. I think, you know, we're starting to see the naked brand, you know, sort of become much more, uh, you know, familiar to people and people are feeling a lot more confident. You know, we've got a very good track record in, in paying claims. And, and therefore, you know, the, it's probably less of a big deal than it was a few years ago. But nonetheless, you know, a fantastic relationship that, you know, that we've really benefited from, you know, over the time we've been going. I was talking to somebody today who's been in the insurance sector for quite some time and just saying insurance has got this reputation and it's a, a reputation, he argues, that goes back 20 years of finding ways to not pay claims. Um, and that is um, uh, something that he maintains is changed as a culture within the insurance industry that you still have people who try to take advantage and try to find a gap and people who lie and cheat and try to claim on the insurance claims when they have no right to do so. But actually, the, insur- the the purpose of insurance, which is to pay claims, actually is coming through stronger than ever. Maybe it's because there is more competition now than ever before. Yeah, I think so. And you know, things like social media or the internet more, more generally, you know, is creating such a lot of information flow that you know, I think the days of being able to get away with a lot of things and and nobody would really know about it are, are, are largely over. Um, you know, that said, as, as you may know, Bruce, we, we believe that there is a conflict of interest at claim stage, you know, where the insurance company, you know, can, can, can make more money by paying less or not paying claims. And, and, you know, so we, we've got this model where, you know, we just take a percentage of the premium, a flat fee, and we don't benefit, you know, by, by not paying claims. But, you know, your, your point is definitely true. You know, there's, it's partly, you know, improvements in, in regulation. You know, and, and, and maybe just people sort of deciding that their, their reputations are, are increasingly important. But I mean, as you know, it's, it's something which, 
we saw as one of the big shifts that, that was happening when we started, um, you know, the one being technology and the, and the other one being, you know, the, the, the focus on reputation, the focus on doing the right thing. That, and we, we thought it was still a long way to go in both of those domains when we started Naked. And, and we've made, you know, it's where the name comes from, you know, a lot of transparency, a lot of, you know, a lot of focus on, on building a really good relationship with clients, giving them, you know, clear information upfront about what's covered and what's not covered, you know, cutting down surprises at claim stage. All part of, you know, certainly a general trend, but I think we're trying to sort of really get ahead of that and be, you know, as, as good as it you can be as, as an insurance company. And I just the origin story of Naked is just so wonderful. You and Sumari Kreber, your your co-founder, are working at EY, and you keep advising your clients, saying technology is changing. You're going to get disrupted. You need to think about doing things differently. And they keep going, "Yep, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are great. Thank you. You got your input is so valuable." And then nobody did anything with all of the hard work that you were presenting to them. So you went, "Fine, we'll do our own." Is it a decision that you regret in retrospect, considering the huge amount of work that you've had to put into this thing for the last six years? Uh, no, not at all, Bruce. I mean, I, like I should, I should just emphasize that uh, there are actually three of us uh, oh. co-founders. So, in addition to Sumery, there's Ernest North as well, who's been a you know, co-founder. That should be critical to where we've got you. <laughs> I wouldn't Sorry, want to Ernest. Market, but, forgive yeah. me, Ernest. <laughs> but. It, but it's been a, but it's, you know, it, look, it's been a, um, it's been an amazing ride. I mean, I think for all of us, it's been a, you know, a journey of doing something very different to what we were doing before. Um, certainly, you know, none of us had really a background in consumer marketing at all. And, you know, in consulting, you're, you're always a little bit away from the, from the coal fence. And, and so it's been an, it's been an incredible journey. Um, you know, obviously had its ups and downs, but overall been, been just amazing. I mean, just something that I could never regret. Um, it's probably been the best decision I ever made to, to start this business. What have you learned about insurance? I mean, yes, sitting as the theorist behind the uh, consultant, the, the, the brains behind sort of like finding new ways of doing things and then practically applying those things. And you sort of sit back and go, okay, so that's why they didn't do what we told them to do because this stuff is hard, particularly companies with legacy systems, for example. Absolutely. I mean, legacy systems and, and I think the things that made you know, older organizations successful are, are quite different to what a sort of modern tech-based organization needs to do. You know, we spent, you know, we, we, for example, went really deep into, you know, what they call UX, user experience, you know, the way in which your app and website work and the, the words you use and everything like that. And that was, you know, something we'd never done before, but it was, it was you know, something where we realized that, to make insurance, I mean, you were saying earlier, you know, people are used to a broker, they want advice, you know, they, you know, now we want to try and take all of that complexity and make it something that is so simple and so clear that anybody can understand it, you know, which is a, a really interesting problem, right? I mean, it's, it's something that we got really stuck into um, because that's what's needed to do it successfully, you know, online. It's, you know, you, you can't have you know, pages and pages to read and, and lots of things all over the place, very complicated. Nobody will go through that. How do you simplify it while still providing the information that people need? We're talking this evening to, to Alex Thompson, who is the co-founder with Sumeri Schreber and Ernest North. Never forget Ernest.
It's important to being <laughs> honest. Uh, we've got uh, Alex Thompson online with us this evening, the co-founder at Naked Insurance. And there's a re- revolution happening in insurance. It's a tech-driven revolution. And I think it is to our benefit because as these uh, new tech players come in, the new technology players, we're seeing all insurers having to be a lot more nimble, a lot more uh, responsive to the technological changes that are happening. And if uh, there is no technological sort of drive and nobody forcing you to change the way you operate, well, then you don't. And so these guys are causing a revolution happening in the insurance sector. More with Alex in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. It is Alex Thompson, co-founder at Naked Insurance. Okay, let's get a little bit more honest here, Alex. I mean, the trials and tribulations of starting a business in South Africa at the best of times, it's a tough place to start a business. It's a tough regulatory environment. It's a difficult place to start a business. How hard has it been for you? Look, we had the advantage of, uh, you know, in our consulting days, doing a lot of work in the regulatory space. So, so the, you know, the regulatory side of it, I think we've, we found uh, manageable, I think, with that background. Although I'm, I'm aware that for a lot of people who say come from a different background, it's a huge obstacle. Uh, but, you know, South Africa's got, you know, incredible opportunity. I mean, I think people, you know, get very caught up in, you know, a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues. And, and you know, I'm not trying to diminish them. But there's still, you know, incredible opportunity. There's a, there's a, there's a level of underinvestment that is going on because of the, the lack of confidence. And that, that underinvestment just creates incredible opportunity. So, yeah, you know, we, um, like any startup, it's a, it's always a bumpy road. You're always learning things the whole, the, the whole time. You know, um, I, I remember at the beginning, we read the book, uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And, and it is a hard thing in any market. And, and there's a lot of things in South Africa that make it, that make it difficult. But still, you know, if you can you know, have the right partners, like I was, like I was saying before, and, you know, obviously focus on the people and the team, you know, it really, um, it's a really doable thing. And it's a, and it is an incredibly satisfying journey as well, if it's, if that's well. How much is the electricity prices playing havoc with what you're trying to do, being a digital-only player in a market that requires electricity and your customers that require electricity, your customers' experience, of course, of living in South Africa is one that is you know, increasingly challenging. That affects their mindset, their willingness to spend, their willingness to be sticky. I mean, the prices itself probably don't directly impact um, us. I mean, yes, obviously, we work with a lot of um, – Technology and that needs power, but I don't, it's not a it's not a significant cost for us. I mean, clearly the issues with load shedding are causing a lot of disruption for business and for households, and you know that has an impact on us, of course. Which areas are you moving into? Yes, you were in short-term insurance vehicles in particular. Um, are you diversifying? Are you growing the base, or are you you still honed in very much on fairly um, sort of entry-level products? Well, yeah, I mean, so we, you know, when, we when we started originally in, in uh, 2018, we were selling just car insurance. And then in 2020, we, we added home insurance, you know, for buildings and contents and also for, uh, cover for things like phones and laptops and bicycles and so on and on a, on a standalone basis. And so those remain our, our, our primary products. And I think, you know, for the, for the next little bit, I think that that'll remain where we focus. We've got, you know, a, a lot that we are, are doing, you know, like, you know, with this money that we've raised, a lot of it is going to go into, you know, even further improving the way in which we do those products. There's a huge amount of potential still to, to you know, improve the way in which, um, you know, technology is used within, within those insurance products. But, yeah, if we go forward a little bit further, yeah, absolutely. You know, we will certainly be looking at, you know, other 
other products in the short-term insurance space, you know, and and possibly broader as well. Uh, is there a price war in insurance? Is it a service war? What is going to be the big differentiator of insurance in the next five years as you see it? Yeah, price is always going to be uh, a key factor in in you know personal lines, um, short-term insurance. You know, the, the people want the cover and they want to pay the best possible price. I mean, that's the responsible that's the, that's the responsible thing to do. You know, I don't think it's enough, and I don't think that you know just being cheap is going to be enough to succeed. You know, it, it has to be a great experience for customers. I mean, you know, as as we've said before, you know, like we can we see the opportunity within within insurance to take it from something which is really a a grudge purchase, a, a generally a, like a piece of admin, a negative experience, and trying to make it something that's you know, almost fun, like almost a, 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 an enjoyable thing to do, you know, like, you know, like using a, a nice piece of technology can be, can be slightly magical. And that's, that's the kind of aspiration that we have. Yeah. And what we have seen, you know, in our experience over the last couple of years, that if we can get that right, um, and people walk away going, wow, that was just so easy, so, like, you know, almost fun, almost enjoyable, then they, then they, then they tell their friends and they, and they spread the word. And and so that kind of thing, and then that, you know, and then the more we can do that at claim stage as well, you know, paying out really quickly, giving people a lot of clarity about where things are, making the process seamless. The, the, you know, if we can do that really, really well, we we do think it helps. You know, what they call with this product-led growth. You know, where where the experience of using the product is the thing that actually leads to the the product growing. So we we are big believers in that as well. The pricing is key, and you know, we we see ourselves having a unique position to be able to lead in price in this market but you know because with our with our with our insurance you know it's a model where customers do it themselves right they they buy on the app or the website themselves they can manage their cover they can claim all themselves mm. we have people who can support you know over the phone or email but it's but we 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 have far fewer people doing that kind of work that would be the case at other at, um, yeah. at other insurance businesses and those yeah. cost savings we're, we're able to pass on and, though, and, and that service element is the place where you have to differentiate because you're going up against enormous marketing budgets. I mean, just the amount of insurance advertising that you see around it is probably the most advertised product in the market um, because there is a ferocious fight for customers. Um, and you're going up some, against huge budgets. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I think when we, when we sort of embarked on this journey, I, I guess we were, you know, we, we, we realized we were up against these these massive budgets, these very capable marketing machines. And, you know, the, we had certainly some questions about how we were going to go about it. You know, what we found is that, you know, there's, you know, there's a, if, if you can find a, a kind of unique way of doing it, if you can find a message that resonates with people, um, it, it certainly is, there, there's certainly plenty of headspace. I think people, when they've got the sort of familiar brands, they, they tune it out. And when there's something that's a bit different, something that's new, they, they're very open to it. And so we find a lot of resonance with, you know, with, with our various forms of communication and advertising. Um, and, and, you know, I think we've, we've made a, a huge amount of progress in, in landing what we stand for, you know, with, with the public at large. It's a fabulous tale. Thank you, Alex Thompson, co-founder at Naked Insurance. A team of consultants got together because their customers wouldn't listen to them, started their own business, and six years later, raising capital and flourishing and insuring. Um, at a rate, and certainly in a formidably competitive environment, keeping their heads above water.